Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, let's dive into some of the stuff that's been said over really the past week in London uh, and even today from Nathaniel Hackett about, you know, Bradley Chubb, some of the trade talks, uh, some of the rumors and speculation around that 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 situation. Uh, and I thought it was interesting to hear from Hackett today on, on Zoom. He spoke with the media briefly uh, and I actually asked him about the trade deadline and, and how much you know say he might have in these type of trades. Uh, and also Bradley Chubb and what he's been like these last you know couple of weeks that his name's been brought up. You know, he said Bradley was a true pro. Uh, he's a guy that he loves. He loves Bradley. Uh, he's a great locker room guy, a guy that's been super focused despite all the speculation. Um, and it, so it was interesting to hear from him. It was also interesting to hear from, you know, George Payton called him a core player uh, just a yeah. few days ago in London. And all of a sudden he's training him. What do you think about those comments? Obviously, you, you mentioned it earlier at the top of the show. They're not going to you know, say, oh, well, we don't think very highly of Bradley or we wouldn't sign Bradley to a long-term deal or whatever. Uh, but I do think it's interesting they said those things and then obviously turned around and, and traded him today. Well, I, don't, I think both men were really sincere in their comments and uh, admiration about Bradley Chubb and what they felt as though he brings to the team and in the locker room. But once again, we know there's a difference between you know, football business and the business of football. And right now they're trying to figure out what's the best thing for them. They're, they're a three and five team. And what does the future hold for the remainder of the season? They really don't know. So it was all about trying to make this team better moving forward. And we know that first round pick is it's down in the bottom twenties. Uh, so it's, it's a tw- uh, what is it? The 20th pick, I believe. Yeah. And draft. So, so the idea is like, when you really think about this, uh, George, I know this is something that the Broncos had to do because they didn't know if they were going to sign uh, Bradley Chubb back, if he wanted to sign back and if they were going to have the capabilities of doing Because once again, when you look at uh, the unrestricted free agents next year, it's like 24 guys, right? That They, they have to figure out a way to sign those guys uh, back. Some of those guys will be back maybe one-year, two-year deals on team-friendly deals at, at that. So I, I get the whole, uh, hey, listen, we're going to talk great about Bradley uh, and if we had to make a move, make a move. Because once again, when you were over in London, we, this was a desperate, you know, Broncos team. They, they, they were on a four-game slot, and they needed a victory. So while the media wanted to hear both George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett say something from a negative standpoint about the moves they were going to make, you can't really do that because you're trying to keep guys' spirits up. You're trying to keep them motivated. So – as a guy who's been a coach in this league and been a player, I understood exactly what they were trying to do. They were trying to keep the morale up because think about it. When both men were asked that question in the UK and you were there, if they said that it was, I mean, it was pretty much a done deal with Bradley Chubb either going to the Dolphins or going to the New York Jets, imagine what it would have done for the morale heading into that game on Sunday against Jacksonville. Yeah, it would have been interesting. And, and obviously they were never going to do that. Um, but I did want to, I wanted to bring up a scenario with you, Nick. I asked you earlier uh, to put yourself in, in Justin Simmons's shoes or, or a player's shoes for this trade. Now I want to ask you to put yourself in Nathaniel Hackett's shoes because I think it's a very interesting situation for him because he's a guy who we all know his job 
sounds like it's on the line this year. Uh, obviously, things haven't gone the way that he planned or that the Broncos intended. And, and even the owner, Greg Pinner, came out and said in London that, um, you know, hey, we need to start winning some more games, especially in the second half of the season. Well, how do you think he feels that his general manager just traded away one of his best players? Uh, and that now all of a sudden you're, I mean, he, I, if I'm, if I'm him, right. I, and he said today, I asked him straight up, how much are you involved in this? And he said, it's George's decision on the trade talks and all that. I'm sure they loop him in and let him know what they're going to do. And I'm sure even today when he was speaking, he knew that Bradley Chubb was out the door, but I do think it's interesting now with him coaching with his job on the line that he lost one of his best players. And I'm sure he can turn around and say to them, say, Hey, you guys got rid of one of my best guys. How do you expect me? I wouldn't say, how do you expect me to win? But it's going to be a little bit more difficult, especially if you run out there in a couple of weeks against the Titans and facing Derrick Henry uh, and you're starting your two starting edge guys. If, if, you know, if uh, Gregory and Browning are out or Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper, uh, it's going to be tough to win that football game. So what, what would your reaction be if you're Nathaniel Hackett about this trade and especially considering some of the comments that have been made about his future? Bro, I am very thankful that I wasn't traded or I wasn't released of my duties. That's the first thing he should be thinking about because that too has been in conversation as well. So when you really think about it, also Hackett is concerned the fact that, hey, you didn't trade Jerry Judy or KJ Hamler. I mean, because the biggest issue for the Broncos thus far, and everyone knows this, is the offense. It's not the defense. And the ideology had to be like, okay, well, we're going to get Gregory back at some point, Baron Browning back at some point, and we'll be able to be solid on our edges. And plus, Nick Benito and John Cooper are going to get more play. There was also acquisition of, I think it was, um, it was McLeod from Minnesota, and then they pick up Jacob Martin, who spent time with, with the Texans. So they feel as though, okay, well, we're bringing in depth, so we'll be okay because those guys are not on big contracts, and we get a chance to kick the tires and see how they are but we could not miss out on this opportunity to trade a guy like Bradley Chubb to acquire, you know, draft picks and, 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 and talent. So coach Hackett is just happy that he's still employed, man. And I mean, he said it himself today, you know, when he was talking to the press, listen, these decisions belong to George Payton. George Payton was a guy that acquired Nathaniel Hackett. So you have to allow him to do, his job. And then when it comes to uh, the Pinner family, hey, listen, you, you acquired this team. You paid a, a substantial amount of money for this team. You gave Russell a big deal. You now have to let George kind of really see his vision come to fruition. It's, and once again, this is not that something with this Bradley Chubb situation that any of us wanted. But once again, it's how do you make this team better? And I guess they're figuring that they're making these team, this team better by the moves they made today. Yeah, I just think it's going to be tough. It's a tough one to swallow again for Hackett just because like, I'm sure he's right now thinking, I just need to survive this season. He's not thinking, oh, well, we got a nice 2023 first round pick. I'm, thir- I'm sure he's like, man, I just lost a player that could you know, be the difference in a game. Um, and so I think that that's where it's tough. But I think you're also right, Nick, that you know he should just be happy he has a job because – there was a moment there in the first quarter of Sunday's game where I was like, I don't know if they're going to leave this guy in London or not. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I think that that it, both perspectives can be true here. I, I just think 
altogether, it's going to be tough uh, to move on from Bradley. But again, I, I think that, you know, Hackett has other things to worry about. And he talked about that today. He said, you know, I'm, I'm focused on making sure we're better in the red zone. I'm making sure that we can get more first downs that we can move the ball on offense. And that's what his focus should be, uh, you know, is on the offensive side of the football. But Nick, you mentioned a couple of other guys that they brought in Jacob Martin. Obviously they traded for, for, from the jets, uh, I believe in exchange for a fourth or fifth round pick in 2025. Uh, They also got another draft pick from that. Uh, What do you maybe think of him? And also, not just him, but the other guys that are going to have to step up uh, in place of Bradley. When you talk about uh, Randy Gregory, who you know was playing great football before he got hurt, uh, Nick Benito, who's really stepped up the last couple of weeks, Jonathan Cooper is another guy, and obviously Baron Browning, a guy that they moved to outside linebacker and has been playing well. well what do you think about all those guys and, and also the trade for Jacob Martin? Well, that was one of the things coming uh, out of training camp that uh, I, I thought was really key. Uh, the depth and right before the draft, that's something that uh, George Payton spoke about. But immediately when Nick Benito was drafted and tennis went up here in the media, like, Oh, what does that mean? Does that mean that Bradley Chubb is out? And then knowing as though Nick Benito hasn't really been in a lot and hasn't really been as effective that made everyone kind of come back off the Bradley Chubb talks and say, okay, well, if you get rid of Bradley, then what is that you really have at, at the backup position? And listen, I know Nick Benito got some time in the, in the game uh, against Jacksonville, but the one thing he definitely struggles with, and it would come with time, George, it would definitely come with time, is that he was so used to, at Oklahoma, just getting up the field, just getting after the quarterback. But now he's got to be able to play both the run and the pass, and he hasn't really developed that skill set and that instinct to be able to figure out what's going on in the passing game. But now that Bradley's gone, Randy Gregg was out. Brandon Browning is out with a hip injury. He's going to have to uh, pick up things really fast. That learning curve for him, it's, it's, it's no, no more red shirt year for him. No more red shirt year for you, uh, Nick Benito. You need to pick up where Bradley Chubb left off, and then now you need to take that to a whole different level because they, gave, they, they moved away from a first-round pick. Now you're not in that mode. Now you have to be productive. And knowing as though in two weeks the Broncos are going to face Derrick Henry, who ran for 200 yards against the Texans. So Nick Benito, you just can't run up the field. You just can't because if you do that, now the tackle is going to wash you out of the play. And now if you're Kareem Jackson or Justin Simmons, you got that beast running down your chest on every single play. So this is going to force a lot of guys, George, to elevate their level of play, and we get a chance to see it, and that's going to be a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, I think Nick Benito is a guy that is still, you know, very de- uh, developmental, right? Like he he's still got a long ways to go. He's he's got to develop. I mean, I I think he he's shown that he's a great pass rusher, right? Uh, when you say, hey, just get upfield, go after the quarterback, he's really good at that. When you ask him to contain on the edge uh, as a runner, we've seen he's missed that. I mean, we saw that against Jacksonville a couple times where uh, he just ran straight up the field and the guy just went right by him, uh, and that can't happen. Uh, but again, he's a rookie. He's a young guy. Uh, you did get him in the second round. It's not like he was the fifth overall pick like Bradley. Um, you know, so I, I think that. George, don't do that. Don't you do that, George. Don't what? you do that, George. Don't, what did don't I do? You, you're trying to make an excuse. Well, he was not a first rounder. So the less expectations now kind of go down. Well, shouldn't it be? Shouldn't it be? No. Shouldn't the expectation be lower than what it is for a guy that was drafted top five? Well, 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 well let's think about how that actually unfolded, right? 
the Broncos gave a pick to Seattle for Russell Wilson. So technically, technically, when you look at who was the first pick for the Broncos, was it not Nick Benito? But that's not that's not a fair uh, uh, evaluation of that. <laughs> Wait a minute, you were the first guy that the Broncos pick up. But you can't you can't compare uh, the sixty fourth overall pick to the, to a number five overall pick just because the pick was acquired in a Russell Wilson trade like that. To me, Nick, does it make any like you? I'm not saying that we shouldn't have high expectations for Nick Benito. We definitely should. Uh, but in terms of comparing him to the fifth overall pick, which is what Bradley was, I just don't think that that's a fair expectation for for Benito. Do you? Well, well, well no, it, it, no, I'm not saying that it's a fair expectation for Benito, but still at the same time, I, I don't want expectations to be lowered because, hey, he was drafted in the second round. Because if we do that, now with Chubb being gone, now we're going to settle for anything that we get. It's like, no, man. It, this well, is I'm not, not saying that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we shouldn't expect this guy to be um, at what we expected Bradley to be. If that makes sense. Like, I don't think like that, like you just can't, it's just too hard to compare. But, but my point was, is that he's got a ways to go. Uh, and I think we should have expected that from the start because there is a reason he, he didn't get drafted in the first round, because if he was a superstar, like Bradley Chubb was in college, uh, he would have been drafted in the first round. So I think that what I'm trying to say is that patience is key with a guy like him. It's going to take some time. But I do think that he's going to be thrown into the fire here and he's going to have to step up if they want to compete this season, which brings me to my next question, which we might have to take a break before you can get to it, Nick. But I think this signals that they've kind of I would I don't know if given up is the right term, but I do think it signals that, hey, we don't think we're going to make it this year. Uh, so we're going to throw guys like Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper, Baron Browning, three guys that are super young. Uh, super, you know, guys that are, they're going to rely on in the future, but they're going to play a lot this year to basically say, we're going to develop them. We're going to get them better this year so that they can be playmakers for us later. That, that was the point I was saying is like, they're going to have to, because you know, look, the expectation shouldn't be for Nick Benito to go out there and get, you know, 15 sacks this year or whatever Bradley had his rookie season. Uh, but the expectation should be that he gets a lot better to where he can be a great player. Eventually it just might take more time than it did for Bradley where Bradley came out. We knew immediately the guy was a superstar his rookie season. Well, I don't think uh, the training of Bradley Chubb is an admittance that, hey, the season is over. We're going to write it off. It's like, no, this is why George Payton had that depth in the first place with all those edge rushes. So they could be interchangeable. We can move guys in. We can move guys out. That's the thing that made it you know, easy for the Broncos to part ways and trade um, Malik Reed to the, 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 the Steelers, right? That, that's the thing that right. makes making it easy for them to trade, you know, Bradley Chubb. But once again, they went out and acquired two guys. How would they fit into the mix? And who's to say that if Jacob Martin doesn't come, it doesn't come in and just kind of learn the system right away, that he doesn't take over and Nick Benito still has to fall back to the role where he was. So when I when I look at it, the, the Broncos did fix a couple of things. It's not like as though they're writing off the season because Who's to say that these players that they acquired, the guys who are currently on this roster, that they don't really step it up? Because once again, at the end of the day, the strength of the team has been the defense. So that you, you take one guy out, insert another guy, maybe you hope to kind of keep that same pace. But we will have to see. But once again, it, it's, it's kind of a great trade for the Broncos because they, they acquired picks that they didn't have. 
I, I want to keep us on that, Nick, but we got to take a quick break first, and then I've got a very important question to ask you about that exact subject. <laughs> 